0: Hello, everyone. This is SBO Perspectives, and I am Jack Mitchell, along here with the esteemed John Bricado. That's right. John Bricado on cue. So we have another great episode this week. This is something that I think will touch home for a lot of SBOs as as our industry transitions. Our guest on is one who is now on both sides of the equation as being the SBO as well as the HR head. So listen in and I'll let John cue up. Our our
1: Yeah, today we have Gerard Antoine, he's the Assistant Superintendent for Business and Human Resources, as Jack said. He's at the Valley Stream 13 School District, and he really goes into his dual role, and I'm sure that most of us listening here have some kind of tangential responsibility with human resources. So he legitimately is doing both roles, wearing both hats, and gives us some great advice on how being a school business official really also translates to human resources. And here's our interview with Gerard. Today on the podcast, we have Gerard Antoine, Assistant Superintendent for Business and Human Resources at the Valley Stream 13 School District. Gerard, thanks for coming on today. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Good. We're glad to have you on.
2: How's it going, buddy? It's going, you know. I mean, it's gone. What can I say? (laughs) <laughs> I know. Listen,
0: for folks that are listening, Gerard and I, we go back six plus years in, in the Valley Stream. He's my Valley Stream brother. And you know, it's so funny because we're different districts, but so we're right there, Valley Stream. So it's good to have you on. You know, we had your your former super on Connie. That was a great episode. I don't know if you caught that one. But but you know, you're you're like, I call you the HR guru. And the reason why is um don't
2: say that too loud. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: listen. I can tell you this because we 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 hung out different times, and you know, so much catching up, being so close uh, to you and whatnot. But I, I know many times, you know, I think like maybe I want to say you came in as a regular assistant for business, right? Correct. And then, and then, really, I mean, maybe you could just walk us through, like, when, when did your your role shift to include HR? And how was that early on to your SBO, you know, tenure over there in Stream 13?
2: Well, pretty much when I started Stream, when I uh, left Hempstead and I joined Stream district, that was the job from the beginning. So I was told that they were looking to have an official HR department and Mm -hmm. I would have to create it from scratch because they didn't have one. So superintendent, secretary did a little bit. Some of the principal secretaries did a little bit. It was a little sprinkled into the business office, but they wanted to centralize the human resource function into one area under the business official, and, and that was the position. So sounded like a challenge to me. I never did it before, so I, I accepted. They they accepted me, and I, I hit the ground running. I knew nothing about HR, absolutely yeah. nothing. I was a business official. So. I remember yeah, I'm a, I'm a business official. I, I, that's not what I was trying to do. But that was just something, you know, that was just something that, you know, came my way. And I said, OK, let, let me see what I could do. I networked with HR individuals and I figured out, well, they, they told me some of the things to do, some of the um, associations to join. Then I started going on conferences and I started talking to more HR individuals and I started putting procedures in place. The, the HR just like the business officials we have our listserv the HR community has a listserv and you're able to network ask questions get you know bounce the ideas off each other and you know hey six years later uh, I, I have a, a, a full functioning human resource department
1: Wow that's, that's awesome impressive. Yeah. And as you said, the role of a school business official is just that it's really business and operations focused. But I think as the position evolves, there's more and more sprinklings of human resources and responsibility. So could you speak to why you think the conventional role of an SBO is changing and is more associated with human resources? Well, that's because
2: we, we deal with people every day. So it's not just that I'm the business official and I just have to deal with the business um, side of of the operation. And that's it. There there are HR issues that come up. I was just, well, can't get too much into it, but I just had a hearing yesterday and there was a a woman and, you know, someone and individuals in the business office. And, you know, these are some of the things that you have to deal with. You have to make sure you document everything. You have to make sure that you have structured policies and procedures in place. And, you know, it could be. It is that the HR um, department is responsible for creating those policies, but you as a business official, you have to make sure that you enforce those policies and you you strictly have everyone adhere to those policies. So it, it's it's not just that I'm the business official and I just do the budget and that's it. There, there are interactions with um, people all the time and the business official has to be savvy enough to Manage the interactions with people in his department and outside of the department. You have to have good relationships with people. You have to be able to get along well with others, and that's something that I feel that the business official needs to have. You know, needs to be very proficient in. It, it can't just be that I'm going to sit at my desk and do the numbers and that's it. I having built the,
1: having built the human resources department essentially from scratch, did you find that you also had to implement and develop new policies for your district?
2: Yes, yes. So there were. There were well. Let me not say policies because you know in, a, in Valley stream. An official policy is something that the board would would have to do. The board would have more to procedures
1: maybe company. more
2: procedures. Yes, we we put together a lot of procedures and nothing that I just created and it's new to the industry. Just certain things that weren't being done in Valley Stream. I had to put those policies in place. We put together several manuals. We there there's like a, a hiring manual i put together there you know there's like a payroll manager a manual i put together there's you know several different procedures that we needed to document so that way people had a good understanding of what what they're actually supposed to do put together a table of organization a job responsibilities chart you know all things that i have learned i learned from my colleagues on the hr side they helped me out they they showed you know they gave me like a blueprint of what i needed to do and, you know, I just had to put it together.
0: You know, Jamai, I actually have a, a, maybe a question more so drilling it down here because HR, all these people, you have really two sides of the equation, right? You got the civil service and you got the certified. So, like, I know as you started setting up these policies, how that factor in, you know, actually will, two, two things here because I know, you know, me doing manuals too and having HR is, is very important. I think it came about me and I don't have an official HR title, but I'm doing most of this too. And that's why we, we talk a lot. Really the auditing function, I think is increased where, you know, our orders are kind of joining more to that HR piece. Right. And us business officials, I think that's where it's kind of maybe crossing over more into our space, but really wanted to see when you were setting up these po- well procedures, I should say, How was it when you had to deal with, again, both sides, you know, the the certified staff as well as the civil service?
2: Well, you you mentioned earlier that you had my um, former superintendent on and I was I was fortunate enough to have her as as a superintendent at the time. And she really she she really helped because Mm -hmm. she put everything on me. It wasn't just you only take care of the civil service side. Somebody else is going to take care of, you know, the the you know, the, the teaching side. I, I did everything. So mm-hmm. it, it was. And un, so under her leadership, she let everybody know that Gerard is over human resources. So anything that involves human resources, you go to Gerard. So that made it easier because I had someone that was backing me and someone that would Got pretty it. much let everybody know that that's mm-hmm. the direction you have to go in. It it could be more challenging, more difficult if you have a superintendent that doesn't really have your back. That doesn't that may may complicate the process a little bit. People are confused. Well, who do I go to? But that wasn't the case under my my the former superintendent, and the current superintendent feels the same way. But but she was instrumental in putting it together.
0: Well, you know the next question up here um, really is really looking into hiring because hiring you know has been more turnover. Um, Since the pandemic, we obviously have lost a lot of staff, whether it be certified or or civil service. But what do you look at when it comes to hiring? And maybe if you can speak to just a little bit of of your process there.
2: Civil service is civil service, as we know. You have to pull the list and you have to follow the civil service rules in order to hire somebody. So, you know, it's, you know, I I don't want to I don't want to, you know, downplay that. But but that's just what it is. You know, you have to follow the civil service rules the, you know, the top three scores, et cetera. So you try and, you try and do, do your best to get the best out of the candidates that come your way. You know, so when it comes to like hiring, you know, certified staff, it's, that's where we we use um, something called Flipgrid. I, I know a lot of people are using it, but for those who are not familiar with it, it it's a video. So you pretty much send out a video request for individuals to, you, you have like three to five questions that you want everybody to ask them to answer. So that way you can get a feel for the individual. The thing that we liked about the Flipgrid process was that that's something that candidates can do on their own. They could could do it at home, someplace where they feel comfortable. So you're not taking time away from work. And it really helped, especially during the pandemic where people weren't coming into the office. So it was was a real good way for actually get a a pre-meeting of a candidate before you actually invite them in or, you know, have like an official Zoom meeting. So that was that was one thing that that's that's something that I say really does help out our process, having those introductory videos as like a screening before we actually call people in for the the video, for the interview.
1: That's a really interesting way to get a more immersive kind of look at a candidate before you kind of go down the path of interviewing. So Flipgrid is an avid, you said, Gerard?
2: Uh, Flipgrid.
1: All right, well, we'll have to check that out. That's pretty cool. That's really uh, unique. I haven't, I haven't seen well, that, that help with the in next the hiring question. process. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, Jack, this may kind of mold into the next question, but Gerard, I'm, I'm sure you're seeing this throughout uh, the human resources group and ac- across districts in your area. But, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion is always something that is, is kind of in the forefront of what we're doing, and maybe even more so in our schools and our culture. So, when it comes to actually hiring, how do you promote diversity in the workplace? And have you seen a shift in schools? And, you know, what might that, you know, change for you in the future?
2: Well, you know, I I guess that's like what everybody's talking about right now. And everybody's trying to have like a more diverse and inclusive environment. But the Flipgrid process actually helps with that, because you get to see people. You you get to see who you you get to see who are you're, you're interviewing, who you could potentially hire. And another thing that I had learned from attending all of the HR HR memberships or HR you know meetings etc is that I don't know how true it is, but that's what I've been told. My face on the website, so my face as the human resource person actually sends a message to people that hey we are an inclusive environment, we are uh, looking you know, to be more diverse, and it, it helps to, to attract more diverse candidates. So, you know, I, I, I know that that's something that, that's a, a push that a lot of companies, not, not just school districts, but a lot of companies are going for, and, and we actually have seen quite a bit of success in, being, in, in hiring and retaining more diverse candidates.
1: Yeah. So really just putting a name or a face to those names that you see on the website otherwise. Yes. Good stuff. So listen, and
0: I know you kind of alluded to it earlier, Gerard. You mentioned, you know, going to Harry the other day. And so this next question basically, you know, obviously competitionality is is, is here, but on a service, whenever you're faced with a challenge such as a labor dispute, right, or a disciplinary matter, like what's your 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 steps? Or what are the steps that you take in those situations? And I think for us as as school business officials or slash hr heads, you know, what do you think of the biggest challenges that, that we're facing nowadays?
2: Well, you know, it, it's it's hard. It, it it's hard trying to find and retain good employees, you know, good talented employees. And when a dispute happens, I just think that is very one thing that I've learned is that it's very important to Number 1 make sure that you are, are fair. Make sure that like you're giving the the employee every possible chance that they, you know, that that they need, making sure that they have everything to do their job. And once once you do that, once you are giving them the the, the skills or giving them the training that they need, then after that if things are just not working out the regard, you know, depending on what it is, think you just have to document you know, that that's the one thing that, that I that I've learned is that you have to make sure that you you have all of your information together. So because, you know, go, you know, the, the hearing that I, I just um, I just had, we had this we, we gave this person every chance, every possibility, you know, everything out there. And then we just had to document it. So it, it made it easier for us to prove our case because, mm-hmm. We, we tried, we, we, we didn't give up on this individual, we tried. And when we couldn't try anymore, then, then that was it. And we just, we had all of our documentation.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I always say, trust the process. I mean, it can be slow. It can be arduous at times, but you know, what is meant to happen will happen. And I, I applaud you for giving that individual as many chances as you could, because I, I think that's really what we're here for is to help bolster up our employees and give them an opportunity to succeed, but ultimately it's up to them. So it sounds like, you know, th- those, those processes are not enjoyable and they can be difficult, but it sounds like you're really, you know, going about that the, the right way. But that being said, Gerard, what kind of just general advice would you give to school business officials, you know, whether they're a a veteran seasoned business official or really coming into the role? Because as you said that, you know, there's so many intricacies between the business world and the finances, but there's so much with, with human resources as well. So what would you share to our listeners?
2: Uh, Hey, you know what? I'm still learning. You know, I, I, you know, Jack will call me the guru. I keep, I keep telling Jack, don't say that too loud. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm learning as much as I can. But I, I would just tell people to, you know, if you enjoy what you do, it you know, we've all heard that, right? You enjoy what you do. You'll, nev- you'll never work a day in your life. So right. just try and tr- try to enjoy it. Try, try not to make this about work. You know, learn as much as you can. I try to be a mentor to people whenever I can. I don't know. I don't know it all. But if I don't have the answer to something, I will try to, to find out. I, will, I have a good network of people. So if I don't know the answer, I know somebody else can't, um, since nobody else will. And, you know, I, I, just, I try and be helpful. I just try, that's just me. I just try and be a good person. Just try and do the best I can. So uh, the advice to the business official is, hey, try and love what you do, because mm-hmm. it makes this so much harder if you don't love this. You know, if and and not like you have to live and die for it every single day, but enjoy your job. You know, if you enjoy your job, this it's it won't feel like work. It's you know, you'll wake up every day. You'll 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 want to go into the office. You'll you'll want to be there. You'll want to you'll want to go the extra mile. You'll want to work longer. So, yeah, that that's all I like to say. That's that's my only advice, you know, try and enjoy it and, you know, learn as much as you can.
1: Great yeah. points, Gerard. We're so, fine. you know, one last question. When you're not juggling both hats of human resources and school business, what do you have going on in your life? What, what's what's been going on with you lately? Working for fun. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's a good outlet, man. It's a good outlet. The no. gym. Yeah. I go to the gym. I go to the gym a lot. I'm there too much. And you know, it, I, I like to. And, yeah, you know, every now and then hang out hang out with some colleagues, you know, go to a movie, go to dinner with the wife, you know,
1: Good. try Good. and live,
2: you Good know, COVID sucks. taught us that life is too short. So you have to yeah. enjoy.
1: Very well sure. said. Very well said. Thanks. Well, Gerard, thank you well, so much on. for your time today. This Thanks. Has been a great conversation and you've really given us some great tidbits to take away. And I'm sure our listeners will really appreciate it. Yep. Okay. I, ho- I hope so. I tried my best. All
0: right. No, you did <laughs> great. Thanks a lot. You really that. are
1: the guru Gerard. Thank
0: you.
2: So.
1: The guru. All right, take care. All right, thanks. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you got a lot out of our conversation with Gerard today. Human resources really is a huge integral piece of being a school business official. And I think Gerard really did a nice job of capturing all that's included with those responsibilities.
0: Yeah, he doesn't want us to call him that, but he is the guru, right? Um, You know, like he really spoke to how the HR jives with our daily functioning as an SBO. So for SBOs out there, I mean, I think this could be more of a trend coming down the line. Personally, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have this perspective. Right. But really just seeing how, you know, like you said, you're around people all day, both sides, certified, non-certified, and it's a matter of you having what's in place to help things run smoothly. Also, I like what you said in the end, you know, really about enjoying your work and i think we work in education and you want to have that right we pay it forward and it's, it's a more rewarding experience and so you know with that we really appreciate him coming on also and giving a little tidbit for those out there uh the flip grid i, I like yeah I think it's a good that idea a, That is something that could help right i think with uh diversity piece too you know and seeing candidates prior so that's great and so we really appreciate him coming on so with that more to come. We're running strong in the second quarter, John. I mean it's flying by though, you know, going through this break week. It's so funny how you you were on break last week. I'm on break this week. And right, I didn't even right. realize that. But but we're so busy. <laughs> but let these April showers go. Mayflowers come. So with that, this is Jack Mitchell and we're signing off, SBL Perspectives. Thanks everyone.